listen to some podcasts from time to time and different stuff, and I just out of the clear blue got an email from uh, Dr. Robert Jeffers, uh, who pastored one of the largest churches in Texas for many years. I think he still pastors there. Um, and about the parables of Jesus. And I thought that'd be a good series. You know, we could do something like that. And the Lord just kept troubling my heart and troubling my heart. And then two or three podcasts I listened to uh, in the last month or so was about the parables of Jesus. So we're going to begin a new series this morning uh, surrounding the parables of Jesus. And the the first one is is... A rather unique one. Um, it's on the fig tree that did not bear fruit. And we're going to title this, Your Time to Break Out. That Your Time to Break Out. Maybe this is your year. And uh, have you ever been in a, in a difficult season? I'm not talking about a difficult day or a difficult week. I'm talking about a season. You've gone for months uh, and just can't seem to get out of the funk. Um, I, I feel like the church has been in that since the start of the pandemic. I think many Christians have been in it. Um, and, and maybe you think, you know, your answer or, or you're just waiting um, for God to just pick you up and set you down somewhere else, you know. Uh, your answer is to run, you know, if you've ever seen the movie. Uh, runaway bride, I'm just going to run from this, you know, um, I'm done, I, I, can't, I can't take no more. And we often think we just need our circumstances to change in order to hear God. And so we begin to focus on our circumstances and we're still stumbling around in the dark. And, and all the time... God is inviting us to find him right where we are. Uh, I believe the church, many of God's people, um, have been guilty of, of stumbling around in the dark uh, of, of this for the, uh, at least the past couple of years, and we're even caught up in some of it now. We're praying for Jesus to return, uh, thinking that is the only answer to our current world situation or maybe our personal current crisis. Lord, just come and, and take me home. You know, I, I just need to die. Uh, but the, the truth of the matter is, I also, and, and please understand, you know, I, this leave it all behind attitude, there's nothing wrong with praying for Jesus to return, but I also believe that we're, he expects us to serve in the darkest hours. Uh, I, I think uh, he expects us to still win the lost when things are bad and, and we're down for the count. He expects us to be vigilant and the old song, brighten the corner where we are no matter what's going on around us. And so with that, we'll, we'll go to this parable this morning. And, and you say, well, what's a parable? A parable is simply a story 
a story that sheds light on a gospel truth. And, and that's all it is. And Jesus used stories to shed light on truth a whole lot if, if you read through the gospels. And so we'll begin in Luke 13, verses 6 through 9. It's very short. And then we'll bring the message on uh, this parable of the fig tree. Maybe it's your time to break out. He, he spoke also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted uh, in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said unto the vine dresser of the vineyard, Behold, these three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbers the ground? And he answering unto unto him said, Lord, let it alone this year also. And I want you to notice two things, or there's actually three things, but two things that he says I'm going to do to this fig tree. Till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bears fruit, well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. I want you to notice that he dedicated the, a year to bringing this fruit tree back to where it was fruit bearing. And he, he singled out the tree. He was going to dedicate time to this fruitless tree for the period of one year. He said, let it alone this year. This is your year. If you are in a rut, three years fruitless. Folks, three years is a long time. I mean, that's a long season of discouragement. That's a long time to be in a rut. That's a long time to be struggling. I I feel like the past two years has been a long time. But this is the year. This is the year. I mean, I was encouraged above and beyond. 212 here last Sunday morning, $8,500 in an offering. This is the year. It's, you know, this, you must recognize first the fruitlessness of your life. Let's get it down to where the rubber meets the road. You must decide to move forward. Nothing happens without a decision. And you've got to make a decision and dedicate yourself to getting out of your rut. And this tree was planted in a vineyard. Uh, it was the place where the vine dresser knew to be correct. It, you, you don't, you know, the soil was what it took. There was a, a, a complete vineyard of trees here. And let me tell you, you don't get to choose the soil where you're planted in life. You don't get to choose the pain. You don't get to choose the difficulties. You don't get to choose the situations and the circumstances. God decides to plant you, and he planted you in a fruitful place to where you can bring forth fruit. And if God has planted you, he has planted you particular soil, knowing it was what it takes to make you fruitful. 
Not necessarily an easy life. Not free of pain and challenges that seem to overwhelm. The soil, the place, the circumstances that you're living in is not the problem. Because you're in a fruitful hill. All the other trees in this vineyard were fruitful except this one. It is the response of the tree to the soil that it was planted in. And it's the the response of the soil that you're planted in as to what is going to make you fruitful or not. Your response, not your neighbor's response, not your spouse's response, not your kid's response, your response to the soil that you're planted in. The pain, the problems, the COVID, the pandemic, the divorce, the addiction, the single parent cannot stop you unless you allow it to. The amazing part about this story is the owner is God of the vineyard. The tree is you and I. And he allows us to go through all that we can endure. And he comes periodically checking on us. And he is not expecting us to be sitting around whining, barely, oh, I'm hanging on till Jesus comes. He doesn't expect us to be hanging on till Jesus comes. I'm just ready to give up. I'm overwhelmed. Maybe so. But that doesn't mean that you are hanging on till Jesus comes and you're not supposed to be fruitful. You say, but I'm just holding on to a thread. I'm almost done. He comes expecting you, just like this fig tree, to be blossoming where he planted you. He, to prosper you. And he keeps coming back again and again and again. And oh, thank God for the long-suffering of God. And you're still struggling, unfruitful. Your finances is a mess. Your marriage is a wreck. Your kid's off track. Not attending church. Still not reading your Bible. Haven't confessed your sin and prayed forever. And your life's all jacked up and you wonder why. (laughs) Same old hurts. Same old old hang-ups and bad habits. And wondering why you feel so bad and you just can't get get it going on. And God keeps coming back. Again and again and again. Whatever it is that you're dealing with was not meant to wipe you out. This was meant to force you to be fruitful. To have a relationship with Him in your darkest time of need. You're correct. He is always there, Paula. And he expects you to have a relationship with him. You're not the first and you're not going to be the last and you're not the only one to suffer through what 
you're dealing with. You can be fruitful, you can blossom, and you can glorify God in the middle of the storm. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control grows in the vineyard that you are planted in if you're a child of God. Dedicate yourself to dealing with your life. There is more to being fruitful than just being, I need to be blessed. There is more to be f- being fruitful than all the frilly things and the pretty flowers that you think life is supposed to be. And just about the time you are about to check it all out, all the steps of the dresser of the field comes and he takes care of you. I want you to look at this. The vine dresser argues with God. Says, let it alone this year. Let me give you a hint who the vine dresser is. His name is Jesus. And the reason I know is he places himself between an angry God and a puny fruitless tree. And he did that on the cross and said, let it alone. Let it alone. Put it on me. I took his place. I'll tend to its well-being. I paid the price. And I want you to realize this is your year if you're a Christian. If Christ is in your heart, this is your year. Jesus is going to dress you and he's going to lead you. You say... I know you feel like quitting. I sat in a 10 by 10 room and heard the disastrous words. I got some bad news. Nobody ever wants to hear that. And you feel like quitting. And I know you feel like it is never going to change. I know you feel like you are never going to be free from the chains of the sin that hold you down, from your hurts, your hang-ups, or your habits. But the vine dresser says, give it one more year. This is your year. This is your time. He done two things Jesus did to the soil that was like this, to the turmoil to the godlessness. He said, I'm going to dig you. What does that mean? (laughs) I'm going to tear up the soil all around you. When I grew up on the farm, that only meant one thing. My papa went to the smokehouse and come out with a handful of hoes. And he'd give every one of us a hoe and there was a field that seemed insurmountable 
with a garden and tobacco, four acres, and said, now let's go hoe the field. He dug up the weeds. He took the hard soil that was around those plants, and we softened the dirt to allow the water to get in, for the nutrients to get to the roots. You have become hardened. You have become complacent. You have become conceited. You have become soft. But you're not soft to my spirit. I can't get the nutrients to your soul is what God is speaking to you. So I'm going to tear up things around you. And let me tell you, if God is tearing up things around you and you know what it is to have Jesus when he digs deep, to tear up, to hoe your row, (laughs) to tear up the environment around you, to convict your heart of what you're dabbling in, to soften you to the things of God. When God gets a hoe in your row, God gets your attention and he's going to dig you. I think God is getting the attentions of Christians around the world in this day and age to realize the stupidity and the godlessness of what transpires. I think God is getting the attention of the church today when we see the stuff that the church dabbles in. And I think God is getting the attention of our country today. And I think God is getting the attention of Christians today. Fruitless, way too long. God expects us to be an overcomer. And He is digging in our country. He is digging in our churches. He is digging in our lives. He is digging all around us, and we need to recognize what is happening around us. I'm going into another year of fruitlessness. Or you can say, I'm not going in to another year of fruitlessness. You better dig deep into this book that I hold in my hand. You're going to need to dig deep into prayer. You're going to dig deep into church if you expect to turn around your life. The next thing Jesus said is I'm going to do in your life is dung you. (laughs) How many of you know what dung is? Cow dung, bull dung, chicken dung. (laughs) I'm just preaching Bible. And if you haven't figured that out, it's manure. It's bad. God can use the horrible things in your life to bring miracle growth. I was raised on a dairy farm. I got two degrees at the dairy farm. One was a Ph.D., Post hole digger. Somebody else has been there before. Post hole digger degree. My grandpa would say, we're going to go dig fence and get your PhD today. 
The other one was a pilot. <laughs> Rows of cows. We milked about 50 head a day. That's twice a day they came to the barn. You feed them a whole lot of corn and a whole lot of silage or hay when they're in the barn to produce more milk. But behind these cows was a ditch. They stepped across the ditch. You put their head in a stanchion. You locked them up, and you put all the feed in front of them, and they did two things when they ate a lot and drank a lot. And it landed in the ditch behind them. And lo and behold, it was my job to clean the ditch and pile it out back. I was a pilot. <laughs> we had 16 acres of bottom ground. And we saved our manure the year round to spread it on those fields in the spring. Our neighbors hated us that time of year. It stunk to high heaven. <laughs> but the thing that is so obnoxious in your life that you can hardly stand it. It's the one thing that God will throw on your life on a fruitless tree to make it come alive. Man, we had the prettiest corn. The most beautiful alfalfa fields that you could imagine. But we fertilized them every spring. We didn't go to southern states and buy triple 12 or triple 18. We dung them. Without fertilizer, they didn't produce. The tree doesn't produce. And fertilizer is not pleasant. God always allows you to go through the things that stink. They always happen in our life. Your life will stink. Your marriage will stink. Your job will stink. Your finances will stink. Your health will stink if you live long enough. All things stink from time to time. But God doesn't waste that. He takes it. And he uses it as fertilizer. Folks give up instead of growing. The times when God is going to do the greatest thing in your life is the time he is digging and dunging you. Tearing up and throwing a mess on you. You say, boy, this is not very encouraging, positive word today. <laughs> Folks, I'm giving you some good news. God is going to dig you. 
God is going to dung you and you need to accept it and learn from it. Use it to grow because you only have one other option. I'm coming back at the end of the year. And if you haven't let me dig you and you haven't let me dung you and you haven't learned and grow and I'm going to tear up your playhouse, I'm going to throw some mess on you and it doesn't turn you sour but it makes you grow, then you have one other option. Let me tell you something. I learned a long time ago all things work together for good. All, A-double-L, all things can work together for good. And I know I, I, I'm, I'm more than a conqueror, Christ said. I'm not discouraged. I'm not bitter. I'm not angry. I'm not going to be pounding at God because my tree is going to begin to blossom. My uncle Eugene lived in South Point, right just back a house or two from where the tackle box is. And he had two or three acres behind his house. And he worked at the meat shop with the rest of the family, but he would come to the farm and get loads of manure right downtown South Point <laughs> and spread it on his garden. And his neighbors complained. Oh, my, they complained. But he had the prettiest garden and sold the most vegetables of anybody imaginable. You better wake up if God is digging you. You better wake up if God is dunging you. God is digging you and dunging you for a reason. Your tree is not producing fruit. Anyone here feel like God is digging you around your tree? Anybody here feel like God is dunging around your tree? Here's the good news. The only thing left is for him to cut you down and burn you. I don't think that's an analogy that you're going to hell. I think that's an analogy that he's through with you and he'll call you home. Man, I'd shout if I was getting dug, dug around. Get my English correct, the teacher's watching. I'd be shouting if I was getting dunged instead of cut down and thrown away. What a horrible thought. God is not through with you. God is not done with you. He hasn't given up on you. He is still working in your life and giving you another chance. <laughs> what if God told you this is your year? You say, but preacher, I need a blessing. Well, no, maybe you need a blistering. <laughs> Dug up. And dung, softened, and fertilized. Say, I don't like this. Folks, I got a license to do what I do. I, I can prove it to you. 
This is what I do for a living. I'm even ordained by this bunch in here to do it. I'm called by God. And some of you need this message. In fact, probably every one of us need this message. Let me close with this before everyone gets mad and leaves. I want you to listen to what Paul said about this. He understood the principle in Philippians 3, verses 7 and 8. Here's our playhouse. But what things were gained to me, those I counted for loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. You talking about a guy that suffered? Go look up what Paul went through. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Everything I'd been through, and he had been through a lot, I counted all as fertilizer. God is growing my life, is what he said. I had to have the mess to bring the message, wrote half of the New Testament. I had to have the mess to experience the miracle. You don't have a mess unless you or have a miracle unless you start with a mess. I need a miracle. Maybe you need the mess. David said, my enemies I count but done in Psalms 83. The things the enemy is trying to destroy you with, God is using it as fertilizer. And if you submit and dedicate your time to the digging and the dunging, and you don't quit, you don't give up, you don't throw in the towel, God will grow your life. God will grow your relationship. Because when you're going through the digging and you're going through the dunging, if you'll get close and get in this book, you'll spend time in prayer and get yourself in church, then God will bless your life. He'll draw you closer. You'll know what it is to have a relationship instead of a religion. Because you become dependent on the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct and help you. But when you throw in the towel and you give up, be careful. You're one step away from being taken home. For this cause, Paul said, some among your sickly 
and some are asleep. What's that mean? That means he'll take you home before he allows you to spit in the face of God. God's working in your life if he's digging you. God's working in your life if he's dunging you. And this could be your breakout year if you'll dedicate yourself to him. Surrender to him. Seek his face and his guidance and spend some time with him. Let's stand.